Welcome to Rivers to Woodlines Outdoors podcast, episode one. I'm your host, Darren Shirley. Our Instagram page, Rivers to Woodlines Outdoors, will be primarily for anything outdoor related, whether it's hunting, fishing, product reviews, or other important information. Well, we're also in the process of getting our YouTube channel up and running, as well as this podcast for if you don't have access to Instagram or YouTube. We'll put the same information that we talk about on our page, on our podcast. The Rivers to Woodlines Outdoors consists of four guys. You know, we've spent a lot of years together hunting. I've been hunting and fishing since I was 14. I used to rifle hunt a good bit. Uh, back when I was in law enforcement for 15 years, the land that I had access to hunt, I could use a rifle. But once I changed careers into the pipeline industry, the areas that I had access to were bow only. I started hunting public land two years ago where I made my first bow kill in the 2019-2020 hunting season with a nice nine point, and it was a 17-yard shot. Since then, all I do now is bow hunt. I use a 2019 Bear Wild. It's a left-handed bow, a 29-inch with 70-pound draw. Also use the Easton Axis 5mm match grade arrows and the Rage broadheads. Next I want to introduce CJ Bertera. He's very experienced in the fields and on the water. He loves going out on the river to catch catfish as well as catching big bass on the lakes. CJ's been hunting public land since he was 16. Uh, He's an avid bow hunter spent a lot of time shooting his bow and it's made him very comfortable over the years in making long accurate shots Uh, cj credits his stepdad jeff for the love of the outdoors cj hunts with matthews v3 it's a 31 inch 75 pound draw and he also uses the eastern axis five millimeter match grade arrows and he's shooting a 530 grain Next is Aaron Chapman. Aaron has been hunting for about 13 years. He mostly bow hunts, but does enjoy to rifle hunt occasionally. Bow hunting to Aaron is more of a personal thing. He says you get to see your prize up close and personal, especially on those mornings when it's cool and crisp. You can see the fog coming from the animal's breath. Also, he enjoys the solitude of the outdoors and enjoys the creation of god as they're out walking around in their own habitat hunting does not only provide by putting meat on the table but it's also a chance to get out of the fast lane of life and just slow down for a little bit aaron uses the pse dream season bow and he uses the gold tip arrows last but not least we have our fourth member brian tucker Brian has been hunting for 30 years. Not only does Brian love to hunt, he loves to fish in the shallow fresh waters of lakes all the way to the depths of the ocean. Brian has also been trapping for 22 years. He's a certified trapper in the state of Georgia. He used to work for a local deer processor, so he's a great asset to have on the Rivers to Woodlines outdoor crew. 
Brian is a bow-only hunter as well, and he uses a 2021 Bear Paradox with Carbon Express Arrows and Rage Broadheads. We're talking about bows. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast and if you've mainly rifle hunted over the years and you're looking to get into bow hunting, uh, the first time you go in a bow store, you're going to be a little sticker shook because it can get pricey but there there are a few bows that you can get you know beginner compound bows to stay under you know a thousand dollars or so so a bear cruiser g2 you can get one of those they'll usually come with a sight everything you need uh the specs they're 36 30 inches axle to axle six and a half brace height and they weigh about three pounds. It uh, has a 315 feet per second, and you can get it for about $419 off the Bear Archery. You can also get a PSE Stinger Max. The Max specs are 31 and a half inches, axle to axle. It's 3.8 pounds, has a rating of 312 feet per second. And it's about $480 off the PSE Archery website. And you can get a Bowtech Amplify. It's 31 and a half axle to axle. Uh, it's four pounds, so it's a little heavier, but it's 335 feet per second. And they're about $600 on Bowtech Archery. You can also get an Elite Ember. It's a 31 and a quarter axle to axle. It's 3.6 pounds. It'll push up to about 310 feet per second. And it's about $500 off the Elite Archery website. But now that we've introduced all the crew members and we've talked a little bit about bows, if you're looking to get into bow hunting, kind of start fairly cheap. That's a few bows that you can look into. We'll talk about hunting season and a few tips for public land hunting. Uh, If you're in the state of Georgia like we are, the bow season starts September 11th, 2021. So we'll talk about some things that you need to know before hunting on public land. But one thing, it doesn't matter if you hunt private or public land. You should always let somebody know where you will be hunting at for that day or that evening. Uh, just in case something happens you know they uh somebody knows where you're at you can send somebody your location on your contacts also you want to try to pick up a map of the area if you're new to the area if it's a wma or a new area you're hunting with friends it's good to uh map and be able to mark and see where other people are hunting also you always want to pack accordingly due to weather change or condition changes you know here in georgia it could be sunny for one second and then start raining on you so it's good to uh, pack accordingly for quick condition changes it's also good to check your state and local guidance for hunting license you know some states require a different type of license to hunt public land i know here in georgia if you have just the Georgia hunting license, that gives you access to wildlife management areas. I used to, 
you'd have to get a WMA stamp, but they changed that recently over the last few years. And I know if you hunt a Corps of Engineers property, you have to have a different permit along with a valid hunting license. So speaking of property, I read an article from Onyx. It says that the federal government owns roughly 640 million acres or 28% of the country's 2.27 billion acres of total land mass. 97% of these lands are managed by the Bureau of Land Management, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services, National Park Services, U.S. Forest Service, and the Department of Defense. So there are several reasons to hunt public land. For one, you have plenty of land as well as plenty of game to hunt. You know, most WMAs are public land. You can hunt deer, squirrel, rabbit, hogs, turkey, and some you can even fish the lakes if the public land has a waterway. Uh, you can do bear hunt. The Rivers to Woodlines Outdoor crew were planning a bear hunt to Cahutta WMA in September. So it's good to uh, study what WMAs you're wanting to hunt or the public land and just see what uh, what game is in the area for what season you want to hunt. Also a good thing about public land is you can extend your hunting season if the public land you're hunting, if it borders another state and you purchase the license, you could hunt it as well. So with Corps of Engineer land of West Point, some of it's in Georgia, some of it's in Alabama. So if you purchase an Alabama hunting license, their season is, extends past the Georgia season. So you could extend your season by purchasing a Alabama license and hunting to the end of that season. Another few tips to hunting public land. You always have to keep the mindset and assume that there's other people in the area. So you always want to share that public land with others. You know, there's no spot that's your spot. Uh, if you don't end up seeing other hunters, you know, you always still want to assume that somebody's in the area. But if you do end up seeing other hunters, you know, a, a, a pro to having that map and studying, you know, scouting the area, stuff like that. If you do end up seeing another hunter, don't think your hunt is over because if you know the area, you can use that information to your advantage. So if if you see where that vehicle's parked or if you've seen where they walked in, you could assume that they're going to a certain place that might push the deer down to the creek bottoms or up on top of a ridge. So you can use that information to your advantage. Also, you wanna know the boundaries. It's very important to know the boundaries of the public land that you're hunting. You know, if it butts up to the private land. Now, the last thing you want to do is have to go to a landowner and say, hey, I was hunting on property line and I didn't realize it till after I'd shot the deer that I was on your property. You know, sometimes they may let you retrieve your kill without any issues, but other times, you know, they may call the Department of Natural Resources on you and the game warden come check you. Most places that we hunt, the trees are marked with different colors. And also you can use a hunting app if you're good at using technology. I use the HuntStand Pro. I just like the features of that app because I can edit on the maps. 
I can mark a hunt zone. I can check the weather, look at terrain maps and tree lines. But there's several different apps out there. I just prefer HuntStand Pro. It's only $24 for the year, and you can find that in the App Store. Another tip for hunting public land, you want to look for areas that have the natural food and water as well as cover. You know, finding these areas, it increases your odds of filling your tags because, you know, most public lands, you can't plant food plots. Some of them maintain some food plots. Others, you know, you just use what's natural to the area. It's also good to do scouting before, you know, you hunt the area. Find natural food sources that can benefit you in the early season as well as the late season. You know, thick privet hedge, that'll be good for late season when they're looking for other things to eat. Once all the acorns and stuff are gone, they'll eat that privet hedge down. You know, large bucks need three to five quarts of water per day. So they'll end up drinking several times a day to get that much water. So if you find a good water source, you know, it don't have to be some massive lake or creek. It could be just a puddle. But if it's a good water source, you can sit up on it and wait. And that'll increase your chances of filling that buck tag or even the doe tag. Also, you want to prepare to set up early. And you always want to have the mindset to go further than the other hunters. You know, how many times have you pulled up on public land? You're pulling down the road and you see all these trucks right off the side of the road. You know, you get in an hour before daylight get in there get set up whether you're hunting on the ground or in a stand and as soon as daylight happens you see 17 to 20 different orange vests just all within your area so it's not all about hiking an extra five miles you just have to get creative you know in different ways to access the area use a john boat you know you can use a canoe a kayak so if you're hunting and your buddy's got a boat that they're not using, you know, if it's registered, you ask them to use it. You know, me and CJ, we're planning on using the little John boat I have for that I use for fishing. We're planning on using it to scout some areas of the land that we hunt. So there's always pros and cons to everything. So you just, you know, study it for yourself. If, if public land's something you're wanting to get into, just look at it, study it yourself, see what areas, you know, you want to hunt, scout it, just stay safe, you know, always follow guidelines. You're hunting out of a stand, wear your, wear your harness, always wear your harness, uh, wear your orange, just stay safe, and appreciate you guys tuning in to the first episode. Like I said, it was just uh, introduction and then going, talking about some bows and different tips for public land i hope you guys can share this with your friends Uh, if you enjoyed it you can find us on spotify follow us every time a podcast is posted you'll get notified also we'll start having guests around episode three and four we'll we'll talk to different people about different experiences that they've had hunting we'll get the crew members on here uh, cj aaron and brian and we'll just uh talk about different things so i appreciate you guys tuning in hope you have a wonderful night